0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Shall we begin?
2: This is coming
0: from a place of wanting to start fresh and clean. This is going to be a
1: destination spot. We drafted a quick term sheet.
0: We need more money.
2: Will you turn that thing off, please?
1: How's that not making you insane?
2: I don't mind it. It's a
0: facelift. It's not a gun. Bear, It
1: is a facelift and a gun. It's gonna take six months to open.
0: It
1: has to be alive. Six months? That's being what? Confident? Cocky. Crazy. Yeah, Still
2: thinking chaos menu? Yeah, chaos menu, but um, thoughtful.
0: Oh, gross. We need like a reset. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And together we're talking about the other show that we're always raving about that isn't Succession. So hello everybody, we're not going <laughs> to bore you with Succession. Uh, but today we are going to be talking about The Bear, season two, uh, which, which picks up right after the kind of Miracle at the end of season one, and sees the former denizens of the beef trying to get on to higher, more fine dining things or
2: the burf. The burf, those who are insiders <laughs> call it the burf. Um, I'm actually kind of glad that I did the bear the way I did because we did it as a stuff we missed. So I came to it a little late after the award season buzz and everything, which meant that I didn't have to wait too long for season two. Um, And I almost felt like there was a bit of a through line that I could kind of ride into this with characters that I loved and enjoyed coming into their own. I loved season one. I remember talking about how I found it also quite traumatic and not necessarily as uh, funny as it was touted to be. Uh, Season two, for me, perhaps actually takes all the things that were great about season one, elevates it, adds a whole bunch of new ingredients. Um, I loved season two even more than I loved season one. Um, There were some episodes that I think straight up just gave me all the perfect feelings
1: that you want from a show like this. Oh so I've been thinking about this quite a lot like do I like season one or season two better and I think I like season one slightly more than season two but that's just like by an inch you know it's not by a lot Um, I remember when we reviewed the first season uh, at the end of it I said that I'd be fine if season one was it if it was a mini series if there was no season two because it's such a perfect show that I didn't want anything to mess with it not even a, a season two of the same show and after watching season two, I'm, I'm so glad they went ahead and did it. Uh, it's still a perfect show, even though there are some things that I, I had issues with personally. Um, some of the best like story and, and character development on, on TV right now. And I think like unlike the first season, I actually cannot wait for season three. Like I cannot mm. wait to see more of the show now, even though I don't think we're going to get it for some time because of all the strikes that are happening. But I cannot wait for the next season to come out.
0: I love The Bear, but I was not excited for season two and I was happy to just sit on it forever um, As until I could find what I thought would be the emotional headspace for it. I knew everybody had been raving about it. It had been getting insane reviews. Uh, there were lots of... Uh, articles written about guest stars and things like that. So I knew that it was a big season. But because I had found season one so filled with anguish personally <laughs> and just really difficult to process and watch, I wasn't sure I necessarily wanted to myself through that again, which is why I'm happy to say that season two is a different beast entirely, right? It is exactly that the the morphing from the beef to the birth, the trying to <laughs> <laughs> trying to do something a little bit different. Um, it doesn't have that same uh, constricting closed structure of the first season. It's more expansive. Um, it follows characters on their personal journeys in a much bigger way, not just Karmi, and so. It doesn't feel as claustrophobic. It's a beautiful season of television. Before we talk about the writing and the acting and the really good acting, I want to talk a bit about the aesthetic. Because for me, the bear is so filmic.
2: So this season, much more than the first one, I think because of the frenetic quality of season one, right? Uh, Even the scenes that were beautifully shot, the making of the food and whatever, but because it was a diner, there was a grimy quality to what we were seeing. Turns out there's mould. Yes, there is (laughs) mould. There's lots of stuff in this restaurant that probably we shouldn't have eaten at. Um, Season two, though, because their aspirations are to be a... Michelin star, they never say Michelin, they always just say the star. One, just one. one. Star. Um, so you get all those beautiful like, food prep scenes, you get all these gorgeous city scenes, not just Chicago, sometimes they venture out as well. Um, there's a real sort of lyricism in the way the, the show is um, filmed. I also think that they had a lot more budget. Um, you can see that in the quality of the show, you can see that in the level of guest stars that they've managed to pull for season two. But I agree, I think it often felt like you're watching, each episode felt like you're watching a movie and sometimes a very distinct kind of movie as well.
1: I miss the aesthetics of season one. Um, (laughs) You're such
2: a season one stan. (laughs) I cannot deal
1: with it. There is something so uh, rustic and low budget but beautiful about season one. And I think I miss the, the griminess and the sliminess and some of the season. You miss of the... the mold, are not you? <laughs> I miss the mold. <laughs> I miss the mold a lot. Um, and and this and I'm saying that like fully appreciative of how beautiful this season looks. Uh, like some of the shots, like you guys were talking about the cinematography, uh, the acting, the performances. Everything looks so 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 good. Like I can I can picture seeing this on a big screen. Um, but if I had to choose, I would be like I like what season one looked like. And I don't know why, but just a personal preference. Lah.
0: So, okay, let's talk then about the stuff that holds over from season one, um, because there are some through lines. It's not as if it is a completely different show. Um, it's got a returning cast of characters, the people that we've come to know and like sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Reluctantly love, I think is, <laughs> is maybe the, the best way to describe it. So the writing, which was so tight and naturalistic uh, and at points very funny, at other points deeply emotional. All of that stuff carries through from season one to season two. And in fact, I think you can actually see a deepening of the characters' relationships in this season, which I really, really liked because I don't think you can pull off the the bear style. And in fact, sorry to invoke, succession style of dialogue where you're talking over one another, you're talking um, between people who clearly have a lot of history.
2: All of that stuff only works with good writing, but also great chemistry. Oh, I loved the character development in season two. I thought that for a show that actually is just 10 episodes, am I right? Um, The fact that you actually get to know... Easily like 10 different people. Some people aren't actually, some characters get sort of a full episode arc and it's beautiful. I love the way the show developed um, uh, Tina's character. So well played by Lisa Kolonzais. Um, and of course, uh, Yvonne mas and Richie, just beautiful, beautiful episodes. Um, but basically, I think I love the fact that the show, while it's about Carmi, and while there is a fair amount of Carmi I don't mind that he's not the focus of the show. I don't know if this season is about Carmen, Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not sure we can argue that. And and I kind of love that the show acknowledges that there are other interesting people than this person at the centre. Let's get to know them and how they contribute to the story as well. And it's done not done in a throwaway manner. Like They've written beautiful stories for each of them. Um, I just loved going on this journey. I didn't even mind what the end point of the story was going to be.
1: I think um, I, I love all those things, but I think the thing I love the most uh, in this season is how it gives you enough of Carmi's background that there's no way you can go back to season one again without having a new perspective and seeing it through a oh new Oh my language. gosh,
2: yes. I actually got right? sad thinking of season one after a particular episode in this season. I, I mean,
1: that particular episode uh, <laughs> without without getting into like details i think it works as the perfect origin story for the chaotic language of the show like the, the all the chaos that you see boils down or stems from that one episode um, and there's no way to unsee it, last. so you you cannot revisit the older episodes and see them the way you saw them a few months ago or like a year ago when it was when it was originally showing, right? Um, some of us never thought mean,
2: it was a comedy, Arvin. <laughs> I mean, it,
1: yeah. I, I still I still found it very funny. Actually, um, I
2: will say this season was a lot funnier than season one for me. There me were also. moments where I just barely <laughs> laughed out loud. I'm
1: like, oh it Arvin was. Arvin knew <laughs> soon this would become a comedy. <laughs> Eventually. It evolved into a comedy Um, but yeah I I, I love that I love how the the trajectory is so one way that you cannot reverse anymore
0: We're talking today about season 2 of The Bear which really we all loved it was such stellar television Uh, let us know if you've watched it yet Um, in general if you are a fan of The Bear you can WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio
1: Bluff
2: free medium BFM 89.9
1: Listen, it is scary, okay? And I will grant you that it's gained some traction in recent media cycles. Mold is a buzzword, yeah, for sure. But if you go call mom, she's gonna call in all the weirdos and the scientists, the
0: abatement people. Lest I remind you, we are on cousins schedule,
1: Neil Jeff. What's your middle name? What's my middle name? Yeah, like what's your middle name? Lawrence. Well, Richard Lawrence, I'm telling mom now. Don't I'm dare. I'm gonna call mom right now. Don't I- you? Dare. I dare you know what actually? I dare you. I dare right now. I dare now. you. on. <laughs> I dare you. Call mom. Mom. I'm gonna call, call mom, mom, mom. Call mom. mom. See what happens. Mom. She can't hear you. See what happens when you call Mother, her. Mama do it loud? See what happens I'll when you call her. I'll get louder. Get louder My and mom. see what happens.
0: BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. We told you about the mould. We we did warn you. Spoiler alert. Yeah, there is mould. We all knew it, but anyway. uh, Neil Fack really knew it. (laughs) He was convinced. Um, We are talking today about season two of The Bear. And I think the time has come to talk about the acting. Because I didn't know that Matthew Matheson was going to turn out to be a good actor. I'm not sure anybody who knows him from YouTube would ever have been like, you know what I want to see? Manny Madison in Prestige
2: Television. But here we are. Do you know it took me the longest time to figure out who Fak was? Um, I didn't realise that's where I recognised him from. Um, And no, I I loved him. I loved loved every character in the show. I I cannot pick a favourite. I think everyone was given a moment. And in a show that has so many suddenly big names... It's actually the smaller players that we've known from season one that shine. I come away from the show thinking about Tina. I come away thinking about Richie, uh, thinking about Sydney and, and how well these actors, who I've previously not seen perform anywhere, um, them holding the, their own against sometimes literal Oscar winners.
1: But at the same time this this do you guys agree that this is Sydney's season because I thought it was Sydney's season I think it's Sydney and Richie's season mm.
2: Sydney For me and yeah season. The, mm. the two of them stand out the most for me
1: Yeah uh Io Edibri Yes, Edibri? Yeah. um I thought she was such a charisma powerhouse like such an extremely magnetic character and she was that way in season 1 as well but then because we get to see more of her background and and her character and what makes her thick right um I think even more than Jeremy Allen White as Kami, Sydney owned this season of The Bear for me. Like the comedic timing, the way she speaks, the way she owns the scene, like everything. If I had to pick one character, it, it, it would be uh, Sydney, Luck. She speaks like a real
2: person. Yes, she does.
1: Like um, a real person. And yeah. her
0: reactions also feel very, very real to me. I think that uh, I agree that Ayode Beery, re- you just can't take your eyes off her when she's on screen. She's so fun to watch. Her face is so expressive. I really, really enjoyed, I have to say, Yvonne Moss backrack. I think that mm-hmm. we, there were hints. He was great in season one, but Richie as a character didn't necessarily have the depth that he has in this season, there was a feeling that it was there, but you're not 100%. Um, and in this season, they really leaned into it. He has entire scenes where your heart can break for him in one moment um, and in the very next, you want to punch him. Like you really want to hit him, you know, <laughs> like 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 fact does. You really want to like fight the guy. And I think that it takes a really skilled performer to be able to play a role like that without tipping over into you know, into into farce or tipping over into slapstick,
2: but really making Richie feel like that that cousin, <laughs> that, that guy you know. Actually, given how infuriating Richie genuinely is, and sometimes he's not nice to other people. When he got injured in season one, I'm not going to say how he got <laughs> injured, but when he gets <laughs> injured in season one, I think a lot of people were like, Yeah, yeah, you had that coming. Yeah, yeah. deserved yeah. it. But given that, right, the amount of... Goodwill and sympathy. So when his character arc sort of reaches the the peak in season two, you want to stand up and cheer for him. And then there's this like masterful use of a Taylor Swift song. I never thought. I never thought I would cry. <laughs> I cried when a Taylor Swift song comes on screen. And then there I was, bawling while Richie is on screen.
1: Oh, it was it was amazing. I love him. Also, I don't know what it is with Jeremy Allen White, um, but the guy. Is drawn to playing characters from these extremely complicated, chaotic families, and I, do, I don't know what the process is when he chooses. Like Shameless, of course. Uh, that's where I, I know him from. Um, it could be a prequel to this show, and it would flow perfectly. Like no one would know. Um, he's acting in a wrestling biopic next of the, the Von Erichs, um, also an extremely complex, chaotic wrestling dynasty. A twenty-four, so more so. You know they're gonna they're gonna get deep with that. Is that the Zac, Zac Efron awesome one? The, the Zac Efron one. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. in
2: that one. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's
1: in that one. Um, but he plays it in, in a way that makes you want to cook more than anything in your life. And he also <laughs> plays it in a way that makes you hate the idea of ever owning your own business. And I think that that's quite cool. Lah.
0: It's also done in a way where you want happiness for him, I think. Yes. And, and yes. Um, that was clear even in season one. You want him to be happy. But in this season, he finds himself grappling with it in such a big way. And everybody who, who says who talks to him about it, essentially points out that his happiness is more important to them than anything else that he's concerned with. But he is the one who can't accept
2: that. And I found that really heartbreaking and he plays that in such a lovely way. So the show ends at a very particular point for Carmi, right? Um, And... I don't want to spoil the show but I will say that it ends at a difficult and almost heartbreaking point and that makes me really curious about what season 3 is going to be but it also actually tells you a lot about Carmi suddenly like in a in a season that has been a bit of a slow burn in terms of what his story is suddenly the last episode takes you to a really difficult place and I love that as a show, it's also incredibly daring to not want to end on a high, right? Because this story of a restaurant struggling and getting off the ground, you thought it was going to end on like a high, like the feels, and it doesn't. And I I didn't know what to do with it. I thought it was brilliant, but it it's difficult. It's—it's. It's, I mean, we've been saying a lot of really good things about the show, but it is also a difficult season.
1: It's a difficult season, um, but at the same time, I think that's my only downside of the show. I didn't like that subplot. Um, and I'm not going to say like who's involved. or Like what the Karmi subplot? The Karmi subplot. Interesting. Um, I
2: also wasn't the biggest fan. I didn't think it was bad. I just wasn't very interested in it.
1: I wasn't interested. I also felt like I was watching, and I don't know what other word to use. Like, I, was, I felt like I was watching basic TV mm. um, in a lot of ways. A lot of things were very convenient. The drama was very... I would accept it if it was on a different TV show. But watching The Bear, there's a certain standard, right? And I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I'm buying into whatever is happening here in this subplot. So I, I, I could have done without the whole thing. That's
0: interesting. I was invested. I think Mm. because of the we do want to see him happy. Yes, and because this is how he's pursuing happiness. So it's not necessarily how I would like... I'd be happy if he just took up playing squash, you know, but like that's not his thing. (laughs) (laughs) So if if he just decided to pick up a hobby, then fine. But he can't find amusement and enjoyment in other ways. And so this is where we find ourselves. Uh, Just to close off, I wanted to mention we've talked about this a little bit. um, And I think that actually it's part of the conversation about the budget as well. My God, the music in the bed Because the... Oh, yes. The editing does a lot... Shooting, the acting, the writing, no doubt. But in terms of mood setting, I can't remember the last time I felt affected by REM.
2: And I kind of hate <laughs> the band for making me so,
0: like, you know, melancholy because of it. But they are, they are song choices. There's a, there's a moment with Pearl Jam and Richie, and you're just like, yeah. yes.
2: Yes. And it's yes. so good. it's no, so good. Needle drops have become a big cliche, right, at this point. But Oh, the bear does it so well. Um it, it I think it also vibes with people of a certain age. Um and when they change eras, when they do something older or younger, it's usually so intentional. Um I have the I have the playlist already and I Me listen too. to it off and on. I get a little sad sometimes.
1: Guys, there's a scene <laughs> that takes place under a table and the song choice Yeah I, I won't say what song it's just it just takes place under a table. And I'm like, that is perfection. La. You know, everything about that scene is perfection. Um, and the tension, oh my God.
0: It's just, it's a good season of television, guys. I don't know what to tell you. It's tough, but you knew that because it's the bear. So um, let us know, did you watch season one? Have you watched season two? What did you think? You can WhatsApp 18 789 Tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my.